Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. And yes, I'm actually on a run now. I've actually been drinking for several shows in a row. It's amazing. I think my liver hates me. I may die tomorrow, but I'm enjoying it today. <sighs> We're joined tonight by some great people. We actually have two special guests on. One super special, and then our actual guest. Sorry for our actual guest, but she's my niece, so it kind of works out like, ah, I really love her. And it was a total surprise for her to show up tonight. But we're joined by Damoc tonight. Damoc, how you feel, man? Oh, man, pretty decent. How about you? Dude, if I was any better... No, I couldn't be any better. I'm fantastic, man. Feeling great. We're joined by Aaron the Destroyer. Aaron, how are you feeling this evening? Oh, I'm not even just dandy this week. I'm fucking awesome this week. Things are great. And I'm two beers in, so it's like extra good. Ah, I got the extra saucy. Nice. And we're being joined tonight by a surprise guest. I'm going to say this because I know you're just going to yell at me anyways, but we're being joined tonight by Jizzle. How you doing, Jizzle? It's Jay Dizzle, but I guess now it's Jizzle. You know, it's just, you know, developed since high school. <laughs> it just morphs. It changes. It, it just, it evolves. It uh, it changes. Hey, at least I'm not calling you kid. I could be doing that. I mean, I do miss, like, I do miss you, and I love being called kid. I'll take it. I don't care if I'm 26 years old. I'll take that. I probably will call you kid for, like, I will be on my deathbed going, hey, kid, how you doing? Actually, what am I talking? I'll be talking. I'll, I'll be talking like Decker Hill. I'll be like, "Hey, kid, how are you doing?" You know. <laughs> You're and, so sweet. And we are being joined. Our actual guest for this evening is Jeremiah Umperfi. Did I get that right? Umperfi. Umperfi. Yeah. Umperfi. Yeah, but you, you were good. Yeah, you were close though. Well, sorry. I told you I was a professional mangler of names, but man, how are you doing tonight? No, I'm good. I just found out that I'm the special guest, so I didn't know that. So now I'm like, feel really good about that. But thank you. You, you actually are. Our spe- you are the special oh, guest for today. I am the special She's guest. She's a surprise okay. guest. Okay. She's okay, a surprise good. guest. You're our special guest because okay, uh, awesome. this is the first time you've been on the show. Yeah. So, and we're excited to have you because we've. I mean, we already went over the format of the show, so you kind of know how our drunken asses work this thing out. But mm. it's always nice to have somebody else, and you are a published author. You yeah. uh, are a published author of the book Hive, the Arcane Volume 1, or sorry, Book 1. Yeah. So we're actually going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm really excited to talk about it. There's some – I have some questions. I have some things I want to clear up. Uh, right. Also, I have some questions about what may be coming. So, I mean, that. but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, for first, sure. First segment of the night, um, what is everybody drinking? So let's start there with our with our special guest, Jeremiah. If you are drinking, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? Uh, I'm having Red Truck Ale beer. Uh, This is just something my roommate got for me, so it's not something I chose, but it's pretty good. It's a little bitter. Um, Have you guys had this before, Red Truck Ale? No? Okay. Yeah. I I don't know if it's like... Yeah. Are you guys all in America? Or like, where are you guys located? Oh, okay. So this might be a Canadian thing. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a little bitter, Uh, but I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. I think we got a couple of beers we got to go to Canada for. I say road trip. Yeah, for sure, man. You should come down. Um, you guys like ha- like ketchup chips too? Like that's only in Canada too. Have you had it before? I've, I've seen ketchup chips. I oh, have seen, seen ketchup okay. chips. Okay. 
I know I know you guys have okay. Dizzle and and Aaron, you had to have seen ketchup chips. I'm a hundred percent positive that I've seen them up there, like in Saratoga. Like I think I think Hertz makes them. Or Hertz. I feel like I've seen ketchup chips like at your house when I was younger. Oh, they've definitely been in my house. I a hundred percent know they've been oh. in my house. It's because I heard that I, somebody told me from who's from America said they don't have them where they live. In Washington. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's not in America. But I guess that person's just dumb. I don't know. <laughs> um, we bought chips from North Korea, and we yeah. translated the outside of the bag, and they call them American chips. And they're not even ketchup flavored. They're barbecue and soy sauce flavored. Oh, okay. That sounds terrible. <laughs> like, I don't, like, that's a, yeah. I was gonna say, That doesn't sound good at all. I'm no, not they're sure bad. that actually came from North Korea, considering, you know, they only have potatoes, and it's a massive famine. Yeah. <laughs> Too shy. South Korea, sorry. What about you, Aaron? What are you drinking tonight? I have this lovely Bud Light again this week, and oh, then so I you, have you water, were feeling dehydrated. a really fancy cup. Now, you have, you have water in a can, too. No, just a cup. I don't drink liquid death. That's weird. <laughs> well, he's what? Oh, he's fuck you! Shut up! Light. Fuck you! I didn't get it. It went right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> what about you, Jay Dizzle? What are you drinking tonight? So I am drinking a raspberry shandy. It's an ale that I found in her fridge when I got here, like an hour ago. Uh, so I love that, it. That's what I'm drinking. What is that like? I mean, I know what a shandy's like, but what's it like? Usually, shandy is like I'm used to a shandy being like ginger ale and ale. So, like, what's what is it actually like? It's kind of sweet, but a little better. I can definitely taste that, like the beer in it. And I'm not usually a beer drinker. I'm usually a liquor drinker. Um, but I like the sweetness of the raspberry. I, I picked it because it was raspberry. Nice. What about you, Damoc? What are you drinking with us tonight, man? Uh, I fucked up and had to get something cheap and quick. So Steel Reserve, yay! It's it's nasty, but it's eight point one percent, so it will get the job done at that point in time. But dude, seriously, Jeremiah, you're in Canada and you're yeah. not drinking a puppers. <laughs> Wait, what's a pupper? What oh. Have you ever what seen Letterkenny? No, actually, I haven't. No. no, we're big Letterkenny fans here. Okay, yeah, like, no, I'm... huge Letterkenny, and and Puppers is the beer that they have on Letterkenny. Okay, have you guys seen Corner Gas? No. Oh, that's another Canadian show that's like uh, pretty big. Um, so what makes Letterkenny like appealing? Mostly because it's like growing up where I used to be in Salem, only Canadian. Okay. Have you been to Canada before? I have been okay, uh, okay, for cool. a short stay, but I didn't get too deep into Canada. So it was, uh, it was just kind of like a, a dip over the border. We yeah. like my brother always just do Montreal runs and like spend a week up there or he'd get drunk here and end up in Montreal and then he'd call people to come get them. So like that's happened too. Okay. Oh, Canada's pretty good. I've only oh, yeah. legitimately, non-legitimately crossed the border when I was in North Dakota. But yeah, there's nothing there, man. It's just a football field with a sign that says U.S. border. And you can just walk across it. <laughs> it's not like going to Mexico when you're like, there's a fucking fence there. 
Well, I am drinking a mixed drink of Kraken rum and Coke Zero. Uh, and the reason dude, I'm drinking stop Kraken drinking rum. drinking Coke Zero. Why? I like all. Dude, I want when I die that they don't need to embalm me. They okay. just I throw mean, me in the ground. All right. As long as that's what I you am want, shooting for that. like you yeah. don't want any good digestive gut bacteria at all whatsoever because it just kills everything and then lubricates it. Exactly. I just it's I want to be a straight pipe, just whoop, straight down. Like it goes in, it comes out. And not goes out like falls out. Just bloop. That's it. That's all I want. It makes life easy. Like you don't have to worry, no wiping, it's just done. And I really hope you're not offended wipe, easily. Dude. Oh yeah, please don't be offended easily. Like I'm Daymocked a douchebag. Oh so. man, no, no, I'm not offended easily. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say we were gonna lose a guest in record time. Yeah, I was no, gonna be no, like, no, wow, we might actually have to set a record for this one. Uh, but I'm drinking Kraken rum and Coke Zero, mostly because I started just drinking Kraken rum, and then I realized I was drinking a lot of Kraken rum. So I slowed myself down by mixing it with Coke Zero. And now I'm not drinking it nearly as fast. Yeah, dude, fuck you for that uh, bamboo rum talk on the last show or whatever. Because then I bought two bottles of it and I was like, oh, I'll buy the original and then I'll buy the XO. I didn't like the original. It was too sweet, sugary. Very sweet. Yeah, but the XO was more like right up my style. bamboo rum. Oh, yeah, bamboo rum. Very like if you like caramel. Yeah, if you like caramel and you want to and you are okay with mixing it down so it's not like super in your face, bamboo rum, way to go. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I uh, personally I don't drink any hard liquor at all. I had too many uh, too many bad experiences where I like like blacked out. So now the taste of hard liquor, like I can't do it. So I pretty much only drink beer for like the past few years. Which yeah. Well, so I guess now it's a little story time with Cecil. Uh, that night I was drinking the bamboo rum. Remember how like really lit I got? Like I was really very lit. So I left. I actually tried to go play some Destiny 2 with some friends, but didn't work out. So I walked into my bedroom and I, I got to my bedroom door. Of course, my wife was sleeping. So me being the kind, thoughtful empathetic person i am said i have to open this door very quietly so i sat there at the door barely touching the handle making sure that when i moved the door like it didn't make a noise and i sat there and slowly turned the handle making sure it didn't make the clicking sound like i'm pulling the door towards me turning the handle very very carefully being very precise making no noise whatsoever turning the handle i finally get the door open so i I get through the threshold of the door i turn around i'm holding the door very gently turning it so i don't get that clicky noise you know that loud click when you close the door all right i'm doing all of this of course i'm taking all my time doing it it took me about 15 minutes to get into my bedroom well then in that 15 minutes all the liquor that i slammed because i was like oh crap i've got this like half glass of booze left let me quickly drink this well all of that caught up with me so then i turned around and went to go get into bed completely missed the bed ended up bouncing off of that crashing into my uh my dresser drawers knocked stuff off of it onto me and i'm laying on my floor looking up at the sky going i'm pretty sure that woke her up so me of course i just reach up and i grab a hold of my looking for a blanket and i pull a blanket down and a body pillow falls on me so i'm like oh i'm good i just curl up in the blanket i turn over and go to sleep 
Well, as I'm asleep, my wife, of course, woken up by my drunk ass falling into a dresser, decides that uh, she has to go to the bathroom, but she's like, uh, I don't want to climb over him to go. So she just lays there and says, oh, I'll go back to sleep. I then have a dream that I'm being chased by monsters. Specifically, I'm being chased by urine monsters. So the only way for me to get rid of a urine monster, of course, would be to urinate. So in my dream, I run to the toilet and I lift the top of the lid and proceed to get ready to go to the bathroom. At this point in time, I get woken up by, ah! because I'm standing next to my wife, I have opened up her dresser drawer and I'm about to urinate into her oh dresser drawer. God. And she looks at me and goes, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, going to the bathroom. She just looks at me in this stupefied half slumber. That's not a toilet. Oh, my God. I went, okay. <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom. Do you still drink that rum or <laughs> did you quit it? I haven't drank it. I haven't drank it yet because okay. I finished that bottle that night. All right. But I would drink it again, especially that XO that uh, Damoc was talking about. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, story time with Cecil. That was after that bamboo rum. It was, uh, yeah. And my, and my wife, I love her. Reminds me as much as she possibly can that I almost urinated into her dresser drawers. Yeah, I feel like she loves I you. Was asleep and drunk. Like she really loves you if she stayed with you still. Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's she good. puts up with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she does put up with a lot. I do love her. So next segment, State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate on how we feel games are just in general. So I will start off since we're going back around this role. So I have been playing a bunch of Rust because Damoc was kind enough or, or silly enough or whatever to get a private server. We did a wipe, doubled the map, and now the map is gargantuan. And we are playing Rust with a whole bunch of new monuments on it. It's – we actually play – last episode, we actually played Rust for the episode because we were just like, well, screw it. We're all playing Rust, so let's just keep playing Rust and record great it's really a fun game it's come so far since the original release that i got forever ago they've added so much to it it's fantastic if you haven't played it it's worth a play it's definitely toxic on public servers but if you can get past the learning curve or get into a private server for yourself and just mess around till you get the ropes and then jump into a public server definitely the way to go or the smart thing to do roll with a group you know, because one person with a fully automatic, yeah, will probably take down five people. But if you kind of you know, flank them from one end, if you all got spears, you can mess some people up. So definitely a way to go. Also, we have got to build that trap base, the shotgun trap base with the doors and the shot. Like that's got to happen. Got to make that happen. Um, I've also been playing a little bit more Metroid Dread because I've been really excited about that game. I've been playing it. I love the feel of it. It definitely feels like a proper Metroid. Uh, they've updated a bunch of it. So it's kind of, it's 2D, but it's like 2.5D at times. So it goes into a 3D cutscenes, but it all, it all just meshes really, really well together. The loading times on it are a little frustrating because there are loading times. And that's the only thing I find frustrating about it at all um, the explorations there the power-ups are there they explain how you lose your power-ups you get to see the chozo like it's 
it's the game I've wanted. It's I don't feel it's as good as Super Metroid, but Super Metroid has got a really like it's got a space right in my heart from being a kid. So I don't think anything will ever take that. But that's pretty much what I've been playing. I've just been working so much. I just haven't had a lot of time to do anything. So that's what I've been at. What about you, Damoc? What's your state of games, man? Uh, I've been completely absorbed into Rust and trying to figure out good plugins for us to use on the private server. And anybody who's in the GNA Discord, I will whitelist you. It is a whitelist server, uh, so you have to be... I have to enable you to in order to join because we are playing private because you can't password protect the servers. Uh, anybody that wants to play, come on and join. Just join the fucking Discord and I'll let you in, man. We'll have a good time. The, uh, the only rule is don't be a dick and so far... It's what there's seven of us playing. It's a great time. Yeah, I want to say six or seven there's, of us. Yeah. yeah, there's six or seven of us playing. Yeah, that new map. Oh no, it's, oh, it's, it's so big. It's like okay. I thought it was going to be double. I'm pretty sure it's triple the size. I thought I thought like oh from three thousand to six thousand. Oh, that's only double. But that map is ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Rust. It's been Rust, Rust, and uh, more Rust, and then learning all okay. the admin stuff for Rust. I'm actually super excited because I have been like literally at work. I've got a scratch pad where I've been mapping out different electrical diagrams so that I can get like one of the things that I just want to do. It sounds stupid. I know, but I've wanted the ability to have one or two switches run one string of lights. It's just like, you know, you have a, a, a light switch at the bottom of your stairs and a light switch at the top and they both turn the lights on for the stairs. I just wanted to do that. Like, just a very simple thing. And it's stupid hard to do in Rust because you don't have the wiring that you can in real life where you can run two wires and and make that work. So, I've been trying to figure out how to do it in Rust. And I think I've, I've got a couple of ideas. I want to try them out. So, I'm really excited about messing around with the electrical and really making that work. Because if I can do some really funky stuff with the electrical... I think it'll be pretty cool because then I'll just like, if I go to a public server, I'll just get a sign that says, you know, Cecil the electrician, you know, call me for a quote or something like that and have just a telephone in there with a number on the outside and people will just call me up and be like, hey, I want this. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to be by. Don't shoot me. You know that you can actually do that, right? Because you can build cell phones in the games and then you can use a cell phone and or the pay phones and call people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, because we were at the train train yard the one time, and I called. I grabbed the number for the satellite station, and I actually called the satellite station. It's pretty boss. It's awesome. Yeah, Russ, fun game. What about you, Aaron? What's your state of games? Uh, well, I've mostly just been playing Rust with you guys, so it's just kind of like being naked and afraid and wandering through the wilderness and then occasionally getting mauled to death by bears when you thought you were safe or that you had your shit together finally. Um, so it's not super different than last week. I don't have any new super cool updates, unfortunately. That's all right. Rust seems to be just like taking our souls. So like... I might I might throw more money at Rust because Shadow Fox has been I've been kind of hounding him like when are you going to join us? He's like, you think I got the consistency to play Rust? I'm like, you're more consistent than my bowel movement, so yes. I mean, Shadow Fox doesn't play video games anymore. He stares at the walls. That's it. No, I think I think I can turn him. I think I can get him. I think I can get him to play. So that's, that's my mission now. What about you, Dizzle. 
Do you have a state of games? You've been playing anything? Even mobile games count or tabletop games like Clue, whatever. So the only time I really have or the only thing I really have time for nowadays has got to be like, honestly, Farmville. The Farmville 3 on the phone, like that came out recently, so I've been playing that. But I just got like a full-time job and I've been working overtime and everything and it's like an hour away from my house, so I don't really have time between that, taking care of myself and, you know, the significant other, you know, normal shit. Hey, Farmville's still fun to play. Hey, as long as you find something to entertain yourself, like that's the important part. Wait. I thought Farmville died when Zenga Games bought the company that originally made them, and it was a Facebook thing, and it's still alive? So it's actually, like, the third version. It's Farmville 3, and it has different... It's it's definitely different because it is the mobile app. I did used to play it back in the day on Facebook, um, but I don't have a laptop or a computer at all, so I just have my phone. (laughs) Hey, it works. I mean, your phone's a little mini computer, so it works. What about you, Jeremiah? Yeah. Do you have a state of games? Yeah, I play. Uh, I don't really play video games. I've been playing a lot of D and D lately, which has been really fun. Rock on! Yeah, are you guys D and D fans? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay, I actually, uh, if if you haven't heard it, you should definitely take a listen to the GNA Misadventure League. We got a few episodes out on that where we were doing the Ghost of Saltmarsh okay, campaign. Nice. Uh, we didn't finish it out because we had some issue, but right. meh. are you doing? Are you doing book campaign homebrew? Which what uh, are you doing? My friend, it's uh, he's actually did a Fallout D and D, so it's like a Fallout uh, setting, like the video game, uh, and then we just play okay. our D and D players in it. Uh, so it's been a long campaign, but it's like it's a lot of fun. Uh, I play a barbarian, and I never use guns in because uh, in the Fallout he has a lot of guns set up, and I just like using my sword. So yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's been a lot of fun. Um, that's really the only. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. That's really the only game I really play. Um, yeah, what do you play us? That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm I oh so fun fun fact for me uh, I'm typically the DM. Okay. I don't actually get to play the player, so I play everything. Okay. Uh, I, I play the big bad. I play. Everything under the sun. Mm. I say, Damoc, though, he's a player. What do you play, man? Uh, I play a Crusader-type paladin because I go, like, ultra-fucking-crazy, God is right. Fanatic. Yes, a complete fanatic. Or I play an absolutely insane warlock and just Eldritch Blast the shit out of everything. See, I actually didn't really like playing with a paladin one time because he was very, like too good like there were some people who i could have killed and he was like let's not do it and i was like let's do it and i turned out to be right we should have killed the guy because he betrayed us so i for a while i didn't like paladins but now i'm like okay <laughs> oh you would like my paladin because it would okay, be like oh good. are they standing in the way of our god and what we are supposed to be doing well i'm on a mission from god and we will go ahead and wreck face uh-huh. and then everybody says hey you're kind of shifting your alignment there bud no you'd be all right you could, you could play a paladin with me. I just might turn to, you know, a dark paladin. Yeah, good, good. But to answer the question, when I actually do get to be a player, which is extremely seldom, but when I do, um, I, t- I typically play one of two characters. One is a, uh, like, usually a fighter, but the protector, you know, like the big brother protector, you know, the big towering, like, I can tank almost any hit fighter. Uh, or I play the rogue. Uh, the reason is not a bathroom. I already told that story. I 
<laughs> That's her reminding me that I tried to pee in her dresser drawers again. She does it every time she can, like every opportunity. But yeah, so I, I I play the rogue because that's pretty much who I am in real life. I, you know, I'm the I'm the guy who's like, oh, there's a there's something in our way. Well, let me see if I can figure out a way around this. Oh, well, I just press this button over here, and all those people over there just fell over. So let's go. I don't want to derail you at all, but I was Uh-oh. telling Selkie she has to. Uh, listen to the first part of this podcast because I got really, really drunk a couple weeks ago and took some melatonin because I was trying to sleep. And she was like, huh, did Cecil also carefully move all of the stuff to the side off the top of the dresser before he pissed all over it like I did? I moved all of her stuff out of the way and took a sip of her glass of water and pissed all over the top of the dresser before she woke up. I should not drink alcohol, neither should you. You should definitely. In fact, I will clip my story from this and send it to her in an audio bite just so, just so that she can be like, yep, you're with friends. You're, you're hanging out with the right people. Does this mean I have more homework to do? Because I have never pissed on anything. <laughs> so am I doing it wrong? Am I getting demoted? Yeah. Um, I don't know about demoting, but if you hang out with us long enough, you will get so inebriated that you will try to urinate in something that is not meant to be urinated in. Okay, I'll just be right there in a second. I really, really don't want to do that. Okay, so it gets a little bit worse. I, uh, I didn't piss my entire bladder onto the dresser. She stopped me when I I had first started because she was like, what the fuck are you doing? I then proceeded to go in the bathroom and fill the cat's litter box with urine. And then I got up the next morning and thought one of my cats was sick because I was like, oh my God, like there's so much liquid in the cat box. We have to take a cat to the vet. I got to figure out which cat it was. It was really sick. Yeah. Just turns out that I pissed in the litter box too. I'm glad you're not the only one to piss in your litter box. Oh God. I thought I was the only one who did that. Oh, thank God. No! No one should be peeing in the litter box. Well, okay, look, when you go over his house and you're hanging out and you get pissed drunk and you're drinking 40-year-old scotch, like, just, it happens. Like, things happen. And when you're sitting there and the litter box is right next to the toilet, it's just, like, it's one of those things. Dude, I do it every (laughs) once in a while. Just do a little bit of, like, piss. Like, a little, just a little bit to establish dominance against the cats. Because those cats try to run me out of fucking bed, dude. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Jadis? He's going to say something? I was just going to say, it's probably because you guys have dicks. And it's just easier for you to pee on things. Yeah, that's probably really true. I mean... We've I've done a lot of weird shit. I'm gonna say we because I'm pretty sure everybody has been a fucking lumberjack. Every male has been a lumberjack in their life, at least once. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it means you take a shit and then you know after you get done, you stand up and you piss the log in half. You cut it with your piss. Sorry, I just have to grab that the is door. A thing. Uh, so sorry about that. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We we were talking about uh, we were talking about scissoring a shit in two oh, with this. Oh wow! I, I guess <laughs> I missed the fun stuff. <laughs> you, you picked the perfect yeah. time to run away. 
<laughs> All right. So our special guest, you are a published author. Um, we actually, I think a bunch of us actually picked up your oh, book. Okay. Um, I haven't finished it oh, yet. It. Actually, nice. right there. Nice. Look at that. The man's got it in friggin' physical form. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, like as soon, as soon as I saw that you were published offer, I was like, oh, yeah. I gotta get this. Well, I hate to um, break it to you, but it's self-published, so that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, hey, hey, it okay, still counts. Still counts yeah. It still counts. So I mean, I'm assuming this was your first yeah, book. First book. Okay, all right, that, that's that's cool. I mean, hey, it's still it, first mm. book. Hey, um, so my my big question, I of course, like I was going to wait till the end to ask, but are you working on book two? Is there is there more coming? Yes, I am working on book two. Uh, the thing is, since you're reading it, the way that book two is set up, it's kind of a secret. Like you'll, so I don't really, yeah. But uh, I don't want to delve too much into what book two is because the end of book one gives a hint of it. You know. That, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Don't don't yeah. give it away. I just want to make sure that it yeah, is coming because, I mean, like, as, as a first book, as a self published yeah. book, it, it's it's a little rough yeah. around the edges, and yeah. that's okay. Like there, like there's there's some there's some. I, okay, I want to start off with I like where it's going. I like the I like the ideas that you're that you're setting forward. I like the I, I like the the world building that you're Thank starting. You. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and, and I can, I'm, I'm like, I'm putting analogs and I think other people would agree with me. I'm putting analogs with the, the different groups that are established in the book to other things that we've seen. Um, like I think Aaron, you made a great reference to, uh, it was a fallout reference. Yeah. So have you played the fallout series? Cause it was giving me like enclave mixed with brotherhood of steel vibes. I've never like, actually the covenant reminded me of like, if you would mix those two factions, if you're unfamiliar, that's fine. But that's yeah. if you guys have played it and you read, like read the book and then tell me that it doesn't remind you if somebody just mashed those two factions never, together. Yeah. I've never actually played fallout. Like I don't play a lot of video games, but yeah. Uh, thank you. I guess yeah. Is that that sounds like a good thing? So cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like the so like the the Brotherhood of Steel and Fallout are kind of like the kind of like the the overzealous okay. paladins. Like they're the we're on a mission, but they're kind of led by yeah. tech gods instead of like god gods. I yeah. guess it's all weird. And then the Enclave are kind of like the I would kind of put them as a big bad in Fallout. Okay. Like they were they were they they were like the big bad yeah. in Fallout. Um. Did some shady stuff, but it was like, like definitely, I, I, I agree with Aaron. There was definitely that feel to it. Um, and it gave a very interesting, a very interesting, uh, kind of start to the book where you, where you start off and you're kind of deep diving right yeah. into that. Yeah. I'm glad because it's funny now. Cause even for me, like looking back at the first one, it's like, I, there's things I would have changed, or like things that I don't like. Cause like I'm a better writer now than like back then. So it's like looking back, it's like I kind of cringe at some stuff, but it's like that's just how it is. Like as like an artist. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah. honest. There are some things that were a yeah, bit yeah, cringe. Of course, of course. Yeah. But but it's your first book and self published. So I mean, like there there that's a lot of yeah. bonus going on you right there. But as I said, I really like where it started off and going. One of the first questions that I really had for you is wh- what got you into writing? 
Like, was it something that you've done all your life? Was it something that you just picked up and said, you know what, I'm going to start doing it today? Like, what got you into uh, it? Was, I was something like, I always liked it when I was younger, but I never got into it until I actually started screenwriting after, like, watching a random YouTube video on it and was like, oh, you know what, I think I might like this. So then I just started and then I just never stopped. So that's, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. Um, so this book, Hive, uh, book one, I'm, I'm assuming that the, the arcane book one, that there's like the arcane is the world or like the world building yeah. you're trying to do. So what was the inspiration for Hive? Uh, pretty much I had an image in my head of like the four main characters. This is something that doesn't end up happening in my book, but I had an idea for the for a twist, which was like, the four characters are like running away from an alien and then an EMP goes off, which disables one of the characters who turns out to be an Android. So that was going to be a twist that didn't end up in the book. So I just had that idea pop up in my head and that's, and then everything just stemmed from that. Yeah. Very interesting. Like that, that would have been a very yeah. interesting twist. So your main, the main character, mm. Alex, um, in the first, like uh, the first couple of chapters, you see some very kind of mixed feelings with yeah. Alex. Now, again, I haven't finished the book. Apologies. I really should have finished the book by now. I had plenty of time, but I will, I'm just going to blame it as I started playing Rust and that okay. was all she wrote. So I'll blame Damoc. I accept that blame, dude, because I was going to finish that book, and again, I didn't finish it. I did get, I did read more, though, because okay, I did nice. sit down last night, and I got six chapters through. Um, but yeah, I was only two chapters, too, for well, like yeah, so two it's, weeks. Nice. I'll have to, yeah. Well, it, it's, it, start, yeah, it, starts, it starts off a little, a little yeah. jagged. You know, so there, there are definitely some things where it starts off a little jagged, and you're like, and and you're trying to like catch up and it's like for for me personally i know that i read the first two chapters and i was i was kind of confused on yeah. what was going on but i'm like all right let me let me continue let me keep going with this and as it started going on the characters built a little bit more um and it started get like i think i'm chapter i want to say 9 mm. Chapter nine or ten. I, I honestly don't remember where I left off. I fell asleep last night reading it and oh, uh, had to okay. run to work because I, I I didn't I forgot to set my alarm because I was reading it. So that was my fault. Uh, but the character building it, it it definitely like the the character building starts in it and it's it's obvious that it's it builds kind of it's a slow burn yeah. over the book. Um, but I guess. What's your approach to character building when you're writing? Um, like everybody's got a yeah. different approach that they like to like some, some people like to be overly detailed. Some people like to be minimalist and really like grow it over a whole yeah. book. Like what's your approach? Um, well, you know, of course there's like an arc that I have in mind for everybody. So then I do uh, both like the, um, both like there's two types of writing styles, which is like gardener and architect, which Gardener is like you discover as you write and then architect is like you plan everything out. So mine is both like I'll have major beats of where I want the characters to, de to develop, but also as I'm writing, some things feel natural 
and then they naturally come out or I'll be like, or I'll plan something out and then it doesn't feel natural to the character. So it's a mix of both of those things of planning things out. And as I'm writing, uh, that that's how I develop my characters. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. And I, and I, 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 I understand that I understand both those concepts of the architect yeah. and the gardener. And I, ironically, I, have never been able to master either oh, okay. one. I didn't know that you uh, like. Okay. It's one of those things of like. It's I. Okay, I dabble. Cool. I've been. I, I dabble because well, being a, being a a D and D dungeon master, like you, you have to be able to kind of just like write. And I always found myself being more like the gardener, where it was just like, all right, I got to mm. think on the fly, and it's always worked for D and D, but I always find that in the end. I always missed something or I contradict myself. And then when you're in a D&D game, it's, it's not like a book where you can go back and be like, well, let me rewrite this right, over right. here. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, he's got hair now. But he was bald. Yeah, he's got hair now. Like, he's just, he fell through a dimensional portal and his pubes grew out of his head. It's just what happened. Um, but when it, so, uh, I would say I, I'm pretty much dominating all time here. Do before I go on, do do either you guys have any questions that you wanted to kind of jump in on? Anything you wanted to say? Like I'm I'm totally monopolizing because I I'm kind of geeking out, so that's that's on me. I had a question and then I just fucking lost it. I'm gonna remember oh, it. I promise. As soon as we move on, I'll remember I'm it. Really and then good I'll at ask. that. I had a great one and I didn't write it down. I should have. Well. Well, fucking wave your hand or something. Let me know. Like, like stop me. Could like, cause I, seriously, I'm totally geeking out. That's me right now. Um, all right. So one of the things that, uh, I will say it's a gripe. Um, but I will, I will lead yeah. into it with this in that first, that first big fight where they were in the, I believe they were in yeah. the caves and you first, you meet the, um, you, you meet one of the one of the characters that's going to be yeah. there for a little bit. That fight felt a little bit okay. disjointed. Now, my the first question on that is: Do you have any previous military experience, <laughs> military people in your life, no. anything like that? <laughs> Sounds like I should have. Sounds okay. like I should have gone to fight before I started to write this. <laughs> but fair, fair, yeah. So I mean, like that. It's no, it's not. It, it, it was like I and, and we were actually talking about this. I think yesterday or the day before uh, while we were playing Rust, just because you know we've been we've been we've actually been talking about you being on the oh, show okay. for weeks. Because I'm like, yeah, this dude's showing up, and then yeah. something messed up, and we didn't get we didn't get you on, and I'm like, oh shit. So we've kind of like just been idly talking, uh, and, and that was one of the things that came up was that original fight scene, and I think one of the complaints were that we couldn't figure out like the layout right. of the cave. Yeah. And it was just like one of those like, oh, and and for me, I kind of got an idea that it was kind of like a, an intro and then it kind of like wide out. And I think that's how it was supposed to be. Uh, but yeah. in that, how was that cave supposed to be laid okay, out? That's, that's a fair question because I'm going to say that that's a common um, piece of feedback that I've gotten with my writing is that I wasn't very descriptive with uh, my places or my environments, which is fair. Uh I don't have a real answer for you because <laughs> I wrote this a long last time ago. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I just, I think that one there was like, it was just like a cave with like, um, it was just like a cave that had like some rocks and just some like, 
rock is like barrier but like i don't i don't have like a real answer for you so sorry if that's disappointing but <laughs> yeah no no it's a, you know it it was it was one of those like as i was reading it i was placing yeah. it in my mind and i you know again i have a very vivid right. imagination so i don't need a lot but i really liked it like okay i'm going to compare this as a show of hands who's read stephen king here Okay, so yeah. everybody but Jeremiah has read Stephen King. Now, I think we can all agree Stephen King describes things at nauseum. Like, he will describe a fly on the wall of the restaurant that the main character is in talking in for, like, 20 pages only to have the main character squash said fly with a newspaper. Most he times, yes. But he's got some weird books where – Characters are laughing, and I'm like, the fuck? What am I reading? This is not Stephen King. He absolutely does. But, like, I'm thinking of, like, the major ones, the Dead Zone, the Dark Towers, It. You know, I mean, there's some descriptions in It, especially, uh, and I won't actually bring up the actual scene, but the scene that was thankfully left out of the new movies and the old movie as well with the kids there's some description in that scene that was pretty. It was vividly graphic across like the I board, would, dude. Like I had to. Yes. Uh, uh, Flightless brought her book down to me, and she was like, "Hey, I need you to read this over, Damoc, and make sure that it's okay for me to read." And I was like, "You've already read the rest of the book, and yeah, it, it was a very." But it has to deal with something that's a very touchy subject across the board. So, yeah. What what was it? Yeah, it was a little like, bit weird. I'm but like, in what what the scene was? Because <laughs> I didn't, I haven't read the book. Ah, uh, uh, it was <laughs> it was basically a child whoa, orgy. Whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, like, and it was it was very descriptive, and I mean, I've read a lot of books in my life. Where there've been some questionable stuff. I mean, how? Look, okay. I had a whole episode where I read Penthouse forum letters in the Deckard Kane voice. I've read some questionable, right. like content. Okay, this literally was one of those. I don't know okay. about this. So in the ca- <laughs> like I got done. <laughs> so in the cave, there was a child orgy going on. That's what that's what was going on. If you want some description, just <laughs> well, so <laughs> there you go. Put that in your mind. <laughs> I will not finish the book now. Yeah. If you actually say that, no, like that's a- no, but like there's there's over description, right. which I think like I think is just as bad as under describing. Mm. Like I I, th- I think you can go too much in both ways and that's why that's why i bring up stephen king because he like there has been several times where he has spent way too much time over describing something so like because i was telling her that there are two books immediately from stephen king that come to mind where he describes what's happening from the perspective of an animal for like multiple pages just for the animal to die and then you never oh. come back to it at all and both times right? it made me sad as fuck like yeah. it's not like the animal was a main character or anything but I was like by the end of the description I was totally invested in this animal's life just for it to be cut short like so fast and I was like well fuck that sucked right so when did you actually write this book because you said it's been a really long time yeah so I think um if I think about it, I think I must have finished um, in like late 
I think like beginning of 2020. That's maybe when I finished. So like a year and a bit now that I finished. Okay. Or no, almost like two years. Yeah. Something like that. So like, as, yeah. yeah. So as a writer, like I've progressed a lot. And of course I can look back and be like, oof, you know, on certain things, but you know, that's just what it is. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm prior military. Um, so when I was reading it, the cave scene did throw me off and mm. then it jumped from a city to an abandoned type road into a cave back right. to an abandoned type road. And I was, yeah. a, I got confused there. Mm. Um, but I really like the direction the story is headed. Um, but yeah, it, that that's the part that kind of lost me at first. So I read the first two chapters and then kind of I set it down for a little bit. And then we've been talking about it all week. So I was like, oh, shit, I really got to read more of this damn book. So I picked it up again. I read a couple more chapters. I was like, all right, I really like the direction the book is headed. Um, I got a little lost in descriptions. But okay. hopefully when we finish this one up, I'll be looking forward to the second one. Nice. Well, so that that brings in the next question that I had is that you've yeah. you've written this one. Um, you've obviously, I mean, just just talking to you, you've obviously learned some of the, and I won't call them mistakes. We'll call them. You've learned some opportunities yeah. from this one. So, can you give me some of the? And you call the feedback. Can you give me some of the opportunities that you see that you've learned from this book that you're using to write your next uh, book? Definitely descriptions, like environment descriptions is one. Uh, I've really delved deeper into building up side characters because in Hive, there's not a lot of depth with the side characters. And that's something I've been working on for the second one. Uh, the second one is a lot bigger uh, than the first. And it's like I've really been working on scope and like world building a lot more. Um, and also like my main characters have a lot more depth to them as well uh, in the second one. So also I learned about editors the first time because the first time I didn't get a good editor and then I put it out. So I actually had to get it re-edited because there was like uh, complaints about punctuation and grammar. So then I had to get a new editor. So I've learned that, you know, get a really good editor the first time around if you do put something out. Um, yeah. So that was a hard one. That was an expensive one. That was an expensive opportunity. <laughs> so yeah. I could imagine, yeah. Did you did you remember your question yet, Aaron? No, my brain's fucking dead. I'm it's gone. I don't know what happened. You're, you're I did Okay. I, that's right. what happened. Well, I did have well one of my things was about the cave because I was re as I was reading it, my brain was trying to like map out like because they went from they crossed that like plank or platform or whatever it was, yeah. and then they went into the cave. So my brain was trying to like picture where everybody was, like in a movie, like when they do right, like right. it felt like in a movie when they do those jump cuts. Yeah. So you're not sure where all the characters are in relation to each other. Like that was what I was having an issue with. Like I know we're all right. in the cave, but figuring out who was where, like I had an issue with it. That was one of my bigger things. Okay. Oh no, okay, I do sorry. remember. Okay, I got it. I'm sorry, I got it. No, there was one part where <laughs> they were describing the battle when they had, like, the 50 vehicles. I think it was bef it was when they found, like, the little hive or whatever. Like, when they first oh, found okay. it, they said that they went in description about the vehicles. They had quads and dirt yeah, bikes yeah. and stuff. And then they were attacked. And it said that Alex shot somebody in one of the mecha suits. Okay. But before that, they were describing that other Covenant people were in mecha suits. 
So, like, that confused me as to whether right. that was supposed to be, like, friendly fire or, like, I it, it, like oh, I didn't know if right, maybe I misread right. something, but I was confused. I think maybe at that point, it's, like, the way that the hive works is, like, it can, like, touch people and then it takes over that body. So, I think that might have been the point where, like, the hive had touched some of those people and then they were taken over. That might have been it. I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go over it again because, again, like, it was a long time that I wrote this. So, that might have been it. Um, yeah. So that was one of my, I actually, we talked about it on, when we were all playing Rust the other, the other day, I brought it up and I was like, maybe the hive can, cause I'm only into the sixth chapter, so I don't know a whole lot about the hive yet, but I was like, well, maybe the hive can like, like take over people's bodies or something. And maybe that's what it was, but I had no idea. So I was very confused. And I started to speculate on whether or not it was supposed to be like a friendly fire situation. Like they got confused yeah that's so I was like, uh, why is alex shooting his own people in the yeah. arm i'm so confused but that, yeah. that makes way more sense it probably okay. goes into further detail later on but i yeah. only got to chapter six so i wasn't sure yeah there's uh it goes further into detail later on like how it gets taken over and i won't go into too many spoilers but yeah that was another part that i should have written better yeah. Yeah, and we haven't talked since, so I've read more, and I had I didn't even get a chance to okay. to say about yeah, that. But, uh, so, and that would have yeah. but but that would have definitely been, yeah, that definitely would have been great. Like somehow incorporate that in right. the beginning, talking about like, and it would have slowed things down. Like I, the one thing that I do like, I'll give this. The one thing I do like is that you went right into like you jumped yeah. right into the action. Like things just happened right away. Like there wasn't chapters of, and I mean, it's a positive mm-hmm. and a negative, I guess, because if you had spent some chapters kind of world building a little bit before jumping into the action, maybe that confusion yeah. wouldn't have happened. But I like that it was like you jump, bop, 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 straight into action. Um, one of the questions, one of the things that came up actually when I was talking, uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine because I was just cooking Alfredo over his house today about this book. And one of the things that came up was how how you how people do dialogue in a book. Uh, there's been several techniques, and my curiosity is: what technique do you use to a step to um, to create dialogue yeah. in your book? Like, like there's been what I, what I mean by several techniques. Like, some people actually will give people a scene and say, "Hey, you two, talk this out," and they'll literally record them and then write down that dialogue as if two people are talking. Um, some people just fire from the hip. Some people look at what other people have written and then morph that dialogue. So, what's your process? Yeah, for dialogue? I just uh, pretty much when I have dialogue written, I actually read it out out loud myself. And then I, as I read it out, I'll like edit it so it sounds natural. And I also keep character voice in mind. So it's like, if I have like a page of dialogue, I'll just read it out, read the whole thing, and then just like cut some words, add some words, and then go over it again till I feel like it's good enough. And that's, and then I just, yeah. So that's my main, uh, that's my main way of doing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you now, from the first book to the second book, have you changed how you do dialogue? Are you or have you stuck to the same? Um, I kind of same uh, I, now I keep character voice more in mind, and I have since my side characters have more depth, I do a lot more subtext. So there's a lot more subtext in the dialogue now. So that's something that's really changed from the first to the second. 
Nice. And for those listening, what do you mean by uh, subtext? Subtext is the easy way to describe it is to say like what the character is saying without them saying it. So it'd be like, uh, fuck. Like an easy example would be like uh, someone would say like, oh, I want more of what you got. And they say they like point to somebody's beer, but what they really want is like some extra money that they uh, that that person owes them or something. So yeah, so what saying what you want without saying it is just like the easy way to describe it. Um, but there is multiple like vo- uh, ways of doing subtext though. Um, it could yeah, it okay. can be like you can even have like the theme of the book in it or whatever. But it yeah, it has like a lot of uh, different faucets. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or, well, I know we only got you for about uh, like yeah, another fifteen yeah. or so minutes, um, so I, I want to make sure we we, monop- we we maximize our efficiency on this time. But as a, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna relate over to Dizzle, Aaron, and and Damoc. Do you have any questions before I move on? I'm good. I think uh, we've asked a bunch of questions, and I've got a lot of really great answers, and I'm really enjoying where the book is is moving towards. I got to finish it out. I haven't gotten to finish it yet, but at least I got, you know, six chapters in. I'm probably around the same spot as Aaron. Yeah. So I just wanted to apologize because I was a special surprise guest. Um, I didn't read the book, but it's funny because I bet you out of all of these people, I would have been the one to finish the book. And it does sound very interesting, and I'm actually very intrigued with it now. Nice. So, Dizzle, I would I would a hundred percent recommend checking it out to read. Um, the the world building on it, it it's an interesting. I mean, it's it's kind of post apocalyptic. It's kind of got like a. I mean, there's so many different feels I get from this book, and and like somebody stopped me if they didn't feel this, but like I get almost a Starship Trooper feel from this. Okay, I get like a uh I. I Oh, what do you got? What do you got? I just sparked something there. Yes, because I couldn't figure out. I was like, this is reminding me of something. And all I could think of was like the Fallout, but like it doesn't really fit into like the Fallout universe type of thing. It's Starship Troopers is exactly what it feels like to me. That is exactly it. I mean, I'm getting touches of it. I don't, I want to say exact, but it definitely has touches of that Starship Troopers feel. It's not on the nose of Starship Troopers, but. What is there's another fucking uh, the expanse? It has a touch of the expanse when they get on those planets yes. and they start the machines. Oh, and even that uh, that blue shit that takes over Thomas yeah, Jane. Like it has the the fucking. Oh God, I love the expanse, but yeah. I mean, we're making right. analogs. Like, and that's, that's how, that's how people, that's how people, like, that's how they work. I mean, it's not meant to disrespect your work in any way, shape, or form. I've I've heard the Starships Trooper thing before. Like, people have said, a couple people have said that. So, yeah. Oh, thank God. So, go, going, okay. How, how about this? This, this is a, this is a question actually that just came up off the top of my head, not off of my list. Um, if somebody were to pick up this book and start reading it now, like Jay Dizzle's probably about to, what advice would you give them or what uh, advice, warnings, what what would you tell them picking up this book so that they can enjoy it to the okay. max? Yeah, I would just, I would say, uh, forget about the cave. <laughs> forget about the cave. <laughs> just get past <laughs> the cave. 
No, I would say that this is uh, this book and the series is a slow burn, but it'll be worth it in the big picture. Once you once you once you get to the second and the third, you'll you'll really like it. I'm very excited for the second one to come out because it's probably gonna surprise uh, you guys if you guys check it out of what it's going to be. But yeah, uh, so ignore the cave, just enjoy the slur- slow burn. That's what I would say. Okay, yeah, I'll totally forget about the cave. Okay. <laughs> um so i'm I'm actually excited i'm I'm gonna finish this book uh i i I don't read when i'm drunk only because i never remember what i read i'm i'm a really like i'm an admitted i'm a poor reader it's really weird because if something's on a video game and it flashes up on the screen for like two seconds i'll remember it for the rest of my life but if i pick up a book and i start reading it takes me forever to figure it out and read it um so I'm actually interested because I have continued reading this book, and usually a book has got to grip me in some way, shape, or form. And your book definitely gripped me in that sense of I want to keep reading it. Now, again, being fully honest, and you've probably heard this, there's a little rough spots in it that I'm just kind of going, okay, first book, yeah. I'm going to get past yeah. this. There's there's going to be more. I'm excited that you said that there's a second one coming out um that you're you're focusing on editing there were some yeah. grammatical errors yeah. that we caught in it and it was like uh you know but that's that's just i'm glad you said that you're focusing on getting a great editor for the second one um i'm assuming this is going to be a trilogy uh, it's going to be more than a trilogy is this arc well, going to be a trilogy so i mean i yeah. mean like the whole world is i'm assuming going to be way more yeah. than a trilogy but is this arc that we're working with now going to be a trilogy uh no this is actually with hive it's actually you'll see that this is a self-contained thing but it's part of something bigger that's what i'll say yeah okay okay yeah. okay i like that cryptic I like yeah. it. Not giving it away. That's even better because I hate spoilers. You can ask Damoc. I hate spoilers. I spoil everything for him on purpose. <laughs> okay. Yep. And that's why all I right. pee in all What's of his What's the drinks. biggest thing you spoiled? Dumbledore dies. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a cruel one because that was like big. That was like, that shocked me when it happened. So. I don't even know what the big thing that I've actually spoiled for him is. <laughs> it's just I know the big thing that spoiled for everybody and that was hilarious was mm. Dumbledore dies. Mm. But yeah. Spoiler alert. Anybody who's listening, you, I, actually, you know what? I should just bleep that out because there's probably somebody who hasn't heard, hasn't watched that and now they're going to hear you and they're going to be no, like, oh my God. Point, she's already rewriting the books. So don't worry about it. She's, she's changing it all. That's so cruel of you. Oh my gosh. Okay, like, welcome to 2004, okay? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, not too. The, the first, I don't even know if the first book came out in 2004. This, this spoiler was at least, like, in the last five years. And also, no. his name is not Dumbledore Fuh, with an F, it's Dumbledore. Can't even spoil correctly, and also I hate spoilers too. So me and Damoc are gonna like virtually oh, fight. Oh, you're in so much trouble because the first book came out in two thousand and one. But Dumbledore did not die in two thousand one or two thousand four. No, he died in two thousand four. Did he? No, he did not. Did he? In two thousand four. Wait, what? Hold on. What book did he die? I don't know. I asked half, to Google. It was Half Blood Prince. So that yeah, yeah it's Half Blood yeah. Prince, right? Yeah. When did that? Hold on. 
It could not be 2004. I was like a baby still. You said. Yeah, it was totally like. Yeah, it, it was the early 2000s. 2009. 2009. Okay. 2009. Not the early 2000s. Not the early 2000s. Dude, you've triggered Erin. Like, I visibly, like, I see her shoulders rolled forward, and she's leaning into this shit. Like, she is triggered right now. I know. Holy hell, I'm scared. It's fucking funny, dude, because I've never read any of the Harry Potters. I've watched all the movies, but I've never read the books, and I really don't <laughs> care. And, yeah, Dumbledore, not Dumbledore, whatever, sorry, my bad. I actually did not. I enjoyed the first several movies in the character building, and then it went off a ledge and turned into utter crap, in my personal opinion. But that was only from the movies, not from the books. Well, the thing with Harry Potter is, like, once Fair you... Enough. The movies, uh, they miss out a lot. Of, they don't explain a lot of the stuff in the books. So it's like, if you haven't read the books, like a lot of the stuff is confusing. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, so I live with three girls and okay. uh, all three of them have read the books from beginning to end multiple times. Okay. And I've been told how incorrect I truly am. All I know is Dumbledore dies. Or Dumbledore, Dumbledore, whatever the fuck, he dies. All right, well, we 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 don't have too much time with Jeremiah left. So, um, last question yeah. that I got for you: Everybody has got a guilty pleasure, whether it's reading video games, D anD. d What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, porn. Like, I, don't know. A, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the best one. Yeah, that's probably the best one of too. So. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, honestly, because, like, other stuff I'm not really that guilty of. Like, I'm not guilty of drugs or, like, or uh, food or anything like that. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my main one. What about you? What about you guys? What's yours? Damoc, what's your guilty pleasure? I pretty much know what your guilty pleasure is. I like to uh, pretend that I am a 28-year-old male in IRC chat rooms and absolutely harass a bunch of kids in the IRC for Kids channel. That's bullshit. I am just saying some shit right now. Because <laughs> I'm not sure IRC is a thing anymore. No, it is. It is. Actually, we use it. It's a oh, thing. So the military still uses IRC with its own IRC channels, but I, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know if the public sector, once we... Discord is basically the new IRC, but yeah. Pretty much. It, it pretty much is. What do you got? Uh, what the fuck does IRC even mean? I don't even know what you're talking about Internet anymore. Internet Relay Client. Look, just, just, just you youngins, you gotta just stay off my lawn. Back in the day, if you wanted to get into a chat room, like an actual chat room, it was IRC. And the most popular, I think, was MIRC. And the military, it's weird because I've always known it as MIRC because M is the actual company. But, yeah, they call it Merc in the Army. And I was like, the fuck is Merc? Oh, my God. It's just MIRC. So, to answer your question, my guilty pleasure is actually cooking. I love to cook. And I love to eat and I love all forms of cooking, whether it be baking. I mean, there's there's like, well, baking and cooking can can really be classified as two separate things. I prefer cooking. Okay. I can bake. I do love cooking, though. Like, that's kind of like my guilty pleasure. And I will feed anybody who walks into my house 
more food than they could possibly eat. That is true. That is very true. But if I was being serious, my guilty pleasure is whatever my ADHD at the time says it is, from painting to keyboards to more painting to figurines to collecting shit to reading shit to guns to laptops to fucking garbage, man. Like Keyboards? I said keyboards like three times. Like I spent $500 I know, on this fucking But it deserves keyboard. a fourth like, mention. Jesus. Like, I got ADHD. That's my guilty pleasure. Whatever ADHD says I do, it's what I do. What about you, Aaron? What's your guilty pleasure? Um, I think mine is probably, I do it like once a year. I smoke a cigar. Like, I share it with friends. Like, we pass it around or whatever. Ooh. And it's, like, I don't like to smoke weed. I'll only eat edibles. Like, it's the only time that I smoke. And I pick, like, one special day that changes. It's usually Halloween because that's when, like, my guy friends come over or whatever and they're the only ones that'll smoke with me but i think that's probably the only like one that i would actually feel guilty about because <laughs> it's like a tobacco thing i love how dizzles just looked at you like what you, like really yeah dizzles just like yo you want to go blaze in the backyard the fuck man why are we fucking waiting your guy friends are the only ones that will <laughs> smoke with you are you serious <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Jeremiah, just so you can bail out, because I know as we only got a few minutes left, tell tell everybody like where they can find Jat, whether it be social media, website, wherever. Tell them where they can find the book. That's more. That's really yeah, more important. For sure. Like, uh, tell people. Yeah, where you can, can find, uh, find me at my website www.jeremiahu.com, where you can get a free preview of Hive if you just want to check it out uh you can also find the book on amazon just look up hive the arcane volumes and then that'll pop up in all countries uh on instagram you can find or like twitter you can just find me at jeremiah U uh as well so if you just want to check it out yeah check that out thank rock you. on well jeremiah thank you so much for yeah, joining thanks us for having me. Man, this, um, was, this is really fun uh, thank you for all of you guys for coming and it was nice to meet all you guys yeah, and uh, as I say, you're welcome to hang out in the Discord. Um, we're always bullshitting about something in there. I'm sure once we finish the book, we'll uh, we'll be probably talking about right. it in there. And as I say, I don't, if you're in the Discord, we always keep everything in new okay. schedule. So if you ever want to join in on a podcast just to hang out and talk and bullshit, welcome anytime. I send that to every guest or every person in the Discord or anybody Ask you're me. listening. Join right in. We're more than happy to have you on, hang out, talk. Um suggest some topics right, thank you thank you so much you guys have a good one all right take care man yeah, have a good night John. Yeah, okay now he's gone we can talk about no i'm joking <laughs> no it was uh, like i'm i'm truly interested in finishing this book i i, I even said it back when i was uh, i think i hit i think i hit chapter five i'm interested to see um where it's going because it, it's it's definitely like I can see the direction he's he's going with, and I'm really I'm interested in it. Um, I'm I'm definitely I'm vested enough that I want to finish this book, and I'm just a slow reader, which is a pain in the ass. So because I have to read things like I I I've probably read the first two chapters at least twice 
because I'm just I, I got to read it and absorb it and make sure I understand as much as I possibly can out of it. So, so I do something similar. I have to reread entire paragraphs a couple times over before I can move forward because I'm I have to comprehend what is going forward. But that's a, a problem with my reading comprehension where I, ha- I have to I have to understand it or it pisses me off and I get very frustrated. So I read the first two chapters and they were rough for me personally. Um, But it looks like he has made adjustments moving forward and he understands he needs a better editor that somebody will go through and maybe push him in the right direction a a couple different ways. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, overall, after I got past the first two chapters and read a bit more into it, I'm definitely a lot more invested in where the story finishes out. Um, I am worried that I'm going to stall at this point and just play Rust. <laughs> yeah, so what, I'm, what I've actually started to do is after I go to, like, as I go lay down, I'll sit there and I'll read. And if I like oftentimes, like I sleep so jaggedly, so I'll sleep for like 10, 15 minutes. I'll wake up, go take a leak, come back. So what I'm doing now is like, as I wake up, instead of me just like staring at the ceiling for two hours, I've just been picking it up and reading it and like going back and rereading a chapter that I remember. Because like, as I'm reading it, I'll fall asleep and I'll like drop my phone on my chest and I won't remember where I was. So I'll just back out to the last chapter I started at and just read it over again, which that's been working out so well. So that's been working out so far. I don't know how well it's been working out. We'll figure it out when I get to the end of the book, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where it's going. I'm, I'm happy to hear that he is working on a second book. Um, because like sometimes you, I mean, every now and then you'll find a book and you'll be like, "Oh, this is great," and then the author just fell off the face of the planet and they have no interest in writing again. Or art, like you'll find an artist that you're like, "Oh man, this art's great," and then you just find out, "Oh, they just stopped doing art." Like, so they just stopped altogether. So we promised Flightless when she turned eighteen we would pay for her first tattoo, and she has to get something in a decent area and we we've talked about it nothing on the neck nothing on the face nothing on the hands something that she could easily cover up and it not be a massive i'm not paying six hundred dollars for a tattoo right off the board and she tell me it's on her touch hole what tell me it's on her touch hole no oh fuck no dude like ew I know that would be the best place because you can cover it up every single time. Yeah. Anyways, she was trying to get something behind her ear <laughs> and all of that, or not behind her ear, but the skin right there that her ear recovered. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we tried. We convinced her out of doing that as I showed her that you know these nice little lines actually will get larger in time and a lot sooner than she thinks that they will. Like when the pentagram bled a whole bunch, these were really thin, crisp lines, and you know then they bleed out a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, it, it, she. Anyways, back to the story. Dude, Steel Reserve is kicking my ass. Holy fuck. Uh, it's, dude, it hits hard. It's like a freight train, like man. Shit. Uh, it was those bush lights, man. And fuck, I've been watching Aaron, and Aaron's been drinking those Bud Lights, dude. And I'm pretty sure that buzz that she has is because she has water intoxication, and she's going to fucking die yeah. because her kidneys 100%. are flooded with water right now. And uh, 
Yeah. But back on subject. My bad. I'm not going to give Aaron any... No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, no. Aaron has something no, 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 to say. No, Aaron's just got water no, no, intoxication. No, she does. The reason I said that, you're talking hold about Hold on, hold on. I'll help you out, Aaron. The reason... There we go. We just yeah. muted him. Go ahead. Yeah. Nobody can hear him. I appreciate his concern for my kidneys, but they're fine. Thank you. I'm on beer number four because I started before the podcast started because Jay Dizzle was here. So we celebrated her arriving at my home. It's the way to start. It's the way to but do it. But the kidneys are fine. Thank you very much, sir. With your bush lights. I mean, Those are also water. Oh, agreed. They absolutely are, but they were $4 instead of $9 for the bullshit fucking <laughs> cans. I know. Trust me. I only had the while well, I had. What the dude, fuck? we went to the Fred Nat Stadium. Fucking $4 for dude, a bush we can? Went, Tell me that was dude, like a 32-ounce no, bush 12. can. It was a little fucking can. It's a little can. Dude, I can get a whole no, twelve pack for four I know, bucks. But the thing is, is we went to the Fredericksburg National Stadium for that Nerf Mania for the kids, and they had their concession stand open for it. I paid four dollars and fifty cents for a teeny tiny fucking hot dog, and then it was nine dollars for the first fucking beer that wasn't even a true tall boy. It was like half a tall boy. It was like, oh god. Dude, I would have just smuggled in a 30 rack in my anus so I could drink it there. Yeah, you know, I was trying to just... And I've done worse. Yeah, dude, I've done a lot worse than that, but... uh, Anyways, talking about losing an artist. We were talking about the tattoos, and I got fucking sidetracked because I'm getting drunk, and Flightless was going to get a tattoo, all of that, and she had this artist that she really, really fucking liked, and she did really amazing tattoos, and then one day she said, I'm done. She doesn't do art. She deleted her Instagram. She's not in any tattoo parlor anymore. Just fucking gone. She won't respond on her new Instagram that doesn't have any art or anything. We're like, well, that sucks because she had this really cool fucking idea and she had some really cool art and she just decided, I'm done fucking tattooing. I'm done with art. And that sucks. So the cool part is, like, have has she che- has Flightless checked out Fiverr? Dude, I've been pushing her on fiber. Uh, fiber. Fiber. Jesus. Uh, I hope she poops okay. Well, I mean, if but, you need fiber in your diet, you can get I more fiber. That's okay. fine. That's none of my business or concern. Uh, fiber. I've been trying to do it because I've been trying to get her. Like, you've commissioned some artwork from her. I've been trying to get her to draw more and put it up there and be like, hey, even if you don't make a shit ton of money, you can make a little bit and it will test your skills because you're going to have to go with the input that you're given instead of this creativeness out of the top of your head. But yeah, I don't think she's truly invested in it. Well, it's too bad because she's got a lot of potential. Like, she's practiced. She's got a lot of potential. I mean, hell, I've got plenty of her art out there on the Teespring on the uh, GNA gutter shots. So, I mean, she should she should totally uh, check out Fiverr. But, I mean, I meant more has she checked out Fiverr for looking for an artist to do a tattoo. Because I've actually scoured Fiverr, found uh, several different artists, and had several different content, concepts done for the tattoo I'm getting. And I actually think I found like an amalgamation between about four different concept arts that I have that I've sent over to a guy and he's drawn me up something. So once I get myself dug out of debt, 
looks like I'm going to be getting my tattoo finally. Dude, I don't understand how hard it is to draw Mickey Mouse with a giant white Zilla cock coming on Minnie Mouse that you have had all these different fucking artists fail at getting dude, there. Dude, dude, it's the shading. You have to get the shading right. If the shading is wrong, it just doesn't look right. Plus, you've got to make sure you can't use the white ink because the white ink is going to fade out. So you have to make it so that the yellow ink, even though the yellow ink really looks hardcore at first, when it starts to fade out, it looks a lot it better. It is not faded out. Like, it's hard to see on camera. Yeah, it has. Look look at how horrible yeah, that is. That's My how God. It is. It's fucking terrible, man. Like, God, where did you get that done? In the army? Yeah, dude, of course I did. It was in some fucking random ass fucking barracks room. I was like, bro, hook me up. And he drew some fucking, some uh, little sketches on me with the fucking uh, Sharpies and then just tattooed it out. And I was like, looks dope, bro. And then we went to war. I got it. It looks like, it looks like you approved that. Like, like somebody who approved that was completely colorblind. It's funny because there's colors in here that I have no idea. I didn't realize that this guy was different from this guy, that this is purple and this is actually blue. I thought it was all the same color, and everybody's like, I really love the purple shading in there. we like, there's purple? I didn't even say okay to purple, but whatever. Yeah, I have no clue what the fuck you're talking about, but rock on. Glad you like it. No, so it's pretty cool. So hopefully, uh, as I say, she should te- definitely check out Fiverr because there's a lot of artists out there. And then once you hand it to, like, you find a tattoo artist that, like, does good work, you can pretty much hand them anything and they'll, like, just turn it into something that's going to work for them. So it works yeah, out. No, it's not It's not bad. But, yeah, going back onto the subject, I am interested in finishing out the book. Uh, and yeah. I, I am excited that he is writing a second one. I was curious when he said that this book was more of a one-off, but the overall picture is bigger, so I have something to speculate on as I finish the book. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Um, you know, and I think, I, I mean, we, we said it to him too, or I said it to him too, there's there's some roughness to it and he recognized he recognized there was some roughness to it you know he even mentioned that there was some cringe when he goes back and rereads it which i'm excited i i hope that the one thing i hope is that this book doesn't influence like i want to see where the story goes it's the same way like god it's the same way when god comes up with some story that he wants to write we start playing a story and then it doesn't quite go his way and he just kills everybody. I feel so robbed because I'm like, I'm invested in this story. I want to see where this is going. And then we're all dead in a fucking cage because we shoved a bunch of alcohol down a poor prisoner's stomach and tried to use them as a makeshift bomb. Dude, that shit was going to fucking work, goddammit. That shit was going to work. God no, did not wasn't. let it fucking work because it he, was dude, not gonna he work. trapped us in that whole thing because all I wanted to do was drink a beer with this random hobo who didn't seem... All that suspicious in a cave. He was a random hobo living in a cave. I wanted to drink a beer with him, and I was going to ask him some polite questions. I didn't want to get poisoned and fucking knocked out and dragged into a cage. So the other people in the cage, fuck them, dude. Let's put a whole bunch of alcohol in them and light them on fire. They can act as fucking bombs, break the gates, and we'll get out. I didn't know that he was brewing up fucking magic crystals that were going to blow the whole goddamn cave closed and kill us. That's some bullshit. 
but I like that storyline. But I'm really I'm 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 glad to hear that he's continuing with the storyline, and he and I really hope that the first book doesn't affect him, like just nixing the storyline and just trying to write something, just something different. So I'm I'm excited about that. I see, I Aaron. Want, she wants well, to talk. Sorry, no. I want there to be like because he said that it wasn't like directly connected. I want there to be like an extended universe, like how Stephen King has them kind of interconnected with other stories, and you'll get like little mm. snippets from other books. Like I want that in the Hive. I want like a connected universe. Well, I could see like I could see so many different things going. Like I could see with these the main characters that he's got, that he has built now going on and continuing the book. Um, one of the things I, lo- I mean, I've, I've loved that about other books, uh, the Alien Berserker series that led into Aliens, Hunter, Pre- or Aliens, Alien versus Predator, Hunter's Planet. Um, I loved how, like, that fed into it and you had main characters cross over into different books. So, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of keeping main characters, but I also like the world building. See, like, the thing that, the thing that's that's gripping me on this book right now is the world building is the idea of everything going on um so i'm i'm really like that's what's keeping me in it i'm i'm want to learn more about it so far i'm not super invested in the characters but that could come with more description maybe in a second book uh, or maybe by the end of this book i'll be more invested in these characters but so far I'm not super invested in the characters. There's nothing, there's nothing gripping me about them, but the world itself is definitely, it's piqued my interest. It's, it's something that I want to learn a little bit more about. There's a lot that can be thrown in to grow that world. Absolutely. The characters, I could throw away the characters uh, overall. And I think that's, I'm going to, speculate here. I think that's what he was going for when he said that, hey, this book's going to be independent, but the world's going to be connected. So hopefully, like Aaron said, that it is going to be a connected universe um, and it will have references back to this one, maybe even a visit back to the planet or, or whatever it is um, and how things work. But yeah, I, I, I thought I honestly, I like his world. I really get a lot of, like Aaron said, uh, Brotherhood of Steel, Enclave. It's got some fallout. It feels like it has some uh, of the Expanse kind of taken. You know, a lot of hints from other sci-fi out there and and thrown in. And there's a lot of wonderful places that the world could go. Um, And and there's wonderful places the characters can go as well. And maybe keep the characters alive in other books to, you know, a threat throwback of the first book uh but yeah we'll see yeah i'm curious i gotta finish this one i really do yeah i'm gonna finish this one um and when a second one comes out hopefully we can ping him uh i'm I'm gonna actually reach out to him after this and just say hey look you know keep us informed let us know when the next one's coming out because you know we'll pimp the shit out of that here i'm i'm interested in i'm i'm Depending on how this one ends is really going to be depending on how interested I'll be in the second one. But it sounds like this one ends at kind of a cliffhanger, which I know is going to leave me going, all right, what the hell happens? Come on, tell me what happens. So, I think I would be interested in getting the second one just to see like how his writing improves from the first to the second. Because he said the second one came out a couple of years ago and he's been working since then. 
So like even if oh yeah, like just to see like the differences and like how his writing styles changed, I would totally be interested in seeing just how different that is from the first one. Yeah, I agree that that also interests me as well to see. Also, how is how is editor like the new the the editor that he goes with how that works out. Because there, there was some grammatical errors in this one. Um, even the first like four or five chapters, there were a few that I caught. It was just like, does he mean? Did he mean to say that? I think he meant to say this. And I actually, because as I said, I read things multiple times, just because I like to make sure I, I cognitively catch it. And oftentimes, the first time I go through something, my just like every other human being in the world, my brain will fill in what's supposed to be there in my you know, like. I'll go through and read, and my brain will fill it all in. But then when I go through a second time, I'm like. Is that what he meant to say? And I've done that with other books too. So not not just his. So like we're picking on we're picking on this book, but there's been plenty of books where I found grammatical errors. I actually so I get so like invested in it that when I find grammatical errors in books sometimes, I've done it in a Stephen King book like once or twice. I've actually taken a screenshot of the page where I think I found the error and I'll send it to somebody else and have them read it and be like, is this what this is supposed to say to see if I actually found something or not? And I don't know if that's really weird, but like every time I found one, I'm like, oh, I got you, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't know why, because I love his writing and I could not write a book of that caliber. But like when I find a mistake, like I latch onto it. Like I, I have to see like if that's what it was supposed to be or if, if like I really found something that was wrong and it's terrible. Haha, you're human. I have found the chink in your armor. All right. Speaking of screenshots, Jesus fucking Christ, Aaron, do you not know how to use this snippet tool when it comes to taking a screenshot on your own computer? Did you take that picture with your phone and then crop it and then upload it into the Discord? And that's why it's so fuzzy and fucked up looking. Look at her. She's laughing. I'm the gonna, answer is yes. Yeah, I'm going to teach the you how to use a yes. fucking snipping tool. Jesus Christ. High-quality snippets from your high-quality computer. Jesus. I don't know what that means. I didn't even crop it. I just took a picture of my cell phone. I just zoomed in really bad. Of course you did. I don't know what a snippet tool is. I don't know what that means. It's, uh, it's basically how to take a screenshot from your computer. That it takes a uh, just a literal digital um, shot from your computer, so it, it's not a phone trying a lens taking it. It's just a raw feed. I didn't know that was a thing that existed. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't know that was real. We're the control all print screen. Like, we're supposed to know this stuff. You are. You actually are supposed to know this stuff. Well, you know, it's it's literally it's written in the bylines. I didn't even have a computer until last year. Like, a computer, like, with a tower and everything. I didn't we're so own broke. One. We're, just, we're just young and broke. We, we were dumb yeah. and went to college. Snippa tool's a rich people thing. I've just decided that. That's okay, not based okay, in hold fact on, hold on. at all. But I'm going to claim back it this right up. now. Let's just back this up for a second. Can you take a screenshot on your phone? Yes. Yeah, I know how to do that. I didn't know that was a thing that existed on a computer. Where do you think your phone came from? It I had to start somewhere. This that I got for you, and then I got another <laughs> one just like it on sale. <laughs> I love that I got two birds from you on that one. Oh, I like the, like I saw both life. neurons fire at once as I said that, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's right. He's out of line, but he's right." I didn't know you could screenshot things with your computer. 
I didn't know this was real. And also, there I didn't have a computer. There are multiple ways to do it. Not just one. Yep. Are you for real? Uh, your keyboard has a button that's called print screen. You see that? No, I don't see that. P-R-T-S-C. So my keyboard has a button that says PS because it's abbreviated highly because I have a, a 70% keyboard. So if you were to hit print screen and then you were to open up paint and you were to hit the command control and V, it will paste from the clipboard that it is saved on and you will get an exact fucking copy of your screen. And if you have multiple monitors, it will copy all of those monitors onto Don't you one to thing. Hit- don't you need to hit control print screen for that to work? No, you just hit print screen and then you just do uh, fucking control V. Oh, I've always done control print screen. You can do control print screen. I think control print screen, you can control which monitor you want oh, the print yeah. screen from. Control print screen gets you whatever application you are currently have active. That's what that does. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, but then there's also, if you were to hit the Windows key or the start icon or whatever you have on your fucking keyboard that indicates it's window, and you type in S-N-I-P, you're going to find snipping tool. And snipping tool can be used in a variety of different flavors. You can capture the entire screen, you can capture all your screens, or you can do just your little drag and drop perfect cutout so that you only show what you want to show instead of showing that hey you're on OnlyFans and you know you just wanted to show the subscription thing but instead you showed all your pictures instead okay so how are we supposed to know that that it would take a screenshot when it literally says print screen like it print I figured it was like a print button like that's not unreasonable I mean I'll let you feel this one screen I don't understand with a printer, like an actual physical printer, like you wait, hold print on. Do you have a printer? Hold on, let's back this up. Do you have a printer? Well, I mean, I do at work. I've always like had a work computer, so like we've had to print out paperwork and stuff. Like oh, that's where my that's mind control went. P. Like, oh, cool! I can print the screen. All right, I'm just okay. going to say this, and then we're going to go to where can people find you at. Stay off my lawn! Wait, wait, wait. Okay, how old are you? Like, did you not have a computer class growing up? Because the both of you look like half the age of me. Jesus Christ. How are you even able to drink? <laughs> okay, so first of all, they didn't teach us. Hardly. The only thing we had was the Mavis Beacon thing to teach us how to type on the computer. That was the only computer experience I've ever been taught in school. And I've never owned a printer, and I'm 25 years old. I think it's ridiculous I need to print things at all when I can just email them to people. And apparently, I can just fucking screenshot whatever the fuck I'm looking at. So it makes it even more ridiculous. And also, people your age think we still need fucking fax machines. So, you know what? I don't even want to hear a lesson about the computer from you because you still think we need to fax shit. To be fair, I'm pretty sure I definitely know I'm going to work a fax machine and I've had to do that for work. So I'm 26. I don't know. I have more experience with a fax machine 
machine than the print screen button on the keyboard. So here's the thing. I'm almost 40 and I don't know how to send a fax because I've never used it my entire fucking life because my generation uses PDFs. That's all digital, Aaron. That means that we take the print screen of all these documents and then we put it into a compressed thing and then we go ahead and email it. I'm not quite sure if you understand what emailing is at this point in time. But yes, we don't really use faxes. That's kind of, you know, a couple generations behind me when they didn't know how to digitally send communications. But now we compress everything into one nice document that you can scroll through, adjust the fucking text size. You can even rotate the image if you want to all within the same application and then we just email it and it compresses it so it's not this six gig file but it's only like 246 kilobytes and you still retain decent image quality i think we just broke aaron dude all that water is getting to her kidneys dude she's fucked fucking crying oh jesus christ no every time i have to send information to my doctor's office they're like well can you fax it and i'm like i'm not a hundred years old i don't know how the fuck to fax anything i don't even know what a fax machine looks like i picture them being the size of a whole room i don't know how to use one at all there was one at my college i actually faxed my doctor's paperwork from the college campus because they had one and it wasn't accessible to students i just walked in there and looked really pathetic till they let me use it like i don't know so okay we're gonna have to have an educational time with damoc and cecil because you know that there are free fax services online now because certain companies use really outdated fucking things and you can fax your pdf files and they'll come out like an actual fax but you just have to create a digital pdf file and you'll be good to fucking go I think that is a no, whole other episode, no, like literally a whole episode. It's going to be tech support with Aaron the Destroyer. And, and the first thing we're going to say is, hello, this is IT. Have you turned it off and back on again? You know what? That's your fucking homework. I, I understand that you can't watch Firefly because you've got some stick up your ass about watching Firefly and I'm not even sure what's going on there, but you have to. You have to watch either A, Silicon Valley, because it's phenomenal and it's newer, or you have to watch, what is that show called, Cecil? The IT Crowd? The IT Crowd. It is British and amazing. It's still American as fuck because it's all the same. Or Halt and Catch Fire. Well, I haven't seen that one. Now I got something to watch. Oh, you haven't seen Halt and Catch Fire? Do you know what the reference is? No, have you seen Silicon Valley? I saw about 30 seconds of, like, the fifth episode. No, Halt and Catch Fire. Now I'm going to look it up. Yeah, so Halt and Catch Fire, in case for anybody listening, it's actually a show. But the old, um, the old, like, fucking room-sized computers, there used to be a thing where if you, like, you could halt an operation, like the Control-C was the break. If you halted the operation, the operation would actually stop going, but the CPU cycles would continue, and the computer would literally catch fire. So halt and catch fire. What do you got, Aaron? Uh, why am I the only person on the podcast that gets fucking homework? 
Like nobody tells anybody but me that oh you got you have to do this before oh, no, the next no. one. No, no, so that's not true. We we have told so many people you have to watch this. Like you're not the first person we have told you have to watch Event Horizon. I'm pretty confident I have told everybody on this podcast you have to watch Event Horizon. Now, whether you do or don't, that's up up to you. But that's like one of those movies you just if you're if you are a horror fan at all, Event Horizon is one you just have to watch. Can you guys just text me? I need a list of things because I'm going to forget. And I did put Firefly in my calendar. It's still in there and it still reminds me. Shut. (laughs) Don't look at her. She's a liar. Just put in the Discord, in the lounge, the list of things I need to do. And I'll screenshot it with my phone instead of screen printing just to bother Damoc. I'm going to just take a picture of it with my cell phone to bother you. Yes. She needs you to do the work for her. Yes. Because she can't do her own homework. That's Nothing true. has changed. Even since middle school, she did it for me. I don't know anything. <laughs> well, on that note, Damoc, where can people find you? Oh, man, I'm always trolling the fucking GNA Discord. And uh, you can also find me over in Thoughts and Shots Discord. I talk a little bit of shit in there, but I really got to get back on there. Hopefully my, you know, six-year ban is coming up soon. Yeah, Choco Bear wants you back. What about you, Aaron? Where can people find you at? People can find me at Aaron Destroyer on Twitch. Uh, they can also find me. I'm Aaron Destroyer on everything. Aaron with a D-A instead of a T-H-E. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm not like I don't use those as much. It's usually just the Facebook page and the Twitch and I can be found on the GNA podcast. Uh, I think that's the only places. I don't think I'm forgetting one this time. Rock on. Jay Dizzle, where can people find you at? If they can, can they find you? Well, I may or may not have a TikTok, but I do not recommend my own uncle watch that TikTok. Um, you can, I believe it's Mistress Rose 96. I have a, almost like 2,000 followers on there, so it's not too bad. You said Mistress Rogue, Mistress Mistress Rose ninety six or twenty six. It's nine six. All right, Damoc, I need you to recon for me. How bad right, is no, it? All right, no, I stand corrected. I had to look it up because I don't. Re- I haven't really been on it because I got a very professional job recently. Uh, but it's Miss Queen Rose nine six. All right, Damoc. You're drunk enough. You'll have to tell me after the podcast. How bad is it? I mean, those are some pretty fucking interesting moves to those songs, but yeah, we're good. <laughs> and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. You stream Twitch. Um, Jesus Christ. Discord, Grinder, uh, Tinder, Hinge. Um, what's that other one where people jump up and down without pants on but they're there too i mean wherever you can wherever you want to find me i'm there too i'm, I'm in discords i'm in thoughts and shots i'm in battle slaws i am in grindhouse i am in slangels i'm all over the place if i'm not someplace let me know i'll go and troll there too because i'll just pop in every now and then and be like hey and then run away uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know.
Uh, you can find us on Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Google Play Podcasts, iTunes. Like we're everywhere. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there too. It's like I, I'm a whore. I get. A, I, I'll go everywhere. Like that's that's just how I am. Um, we have a partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a per- game purchasing service with a little bit of a twist. It allows you to purchase games, but you also can donate to charity simultaneously. They currently have, I think they still have it up. Actually, you know what? I think it ends today, which is, we're not going to publish till Tuesday, but they had a uh, support the Ukraine bundle up, which was like 40 bucks, had 122 items in it, I think, including um, Back for Blood, Satisfactory and a whole bunch of other great. I think it had the uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder PDFs of the core rule books. So if you're interested in those, they, they've got digital copies of those. It just it was a great bundle. I had to pick it up. But if you do decide to go over there and check them out, make sure to put question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end. That lets them know we sent you. If you get a little slider that allows you to donate money to us, we recommend you put that slider all the way down to zero. Give some to the publisher, to the charity, to maybe throw a couple bucks to Humble Bundle. We don't want your money. We just want to let them know. We just want to know that we sent you there. So we have a little dashboard that tells us how much uh, people have made for that. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Isn't there a There's a I think a website. Do we still have a website? www.wolfman. Where the fuck are you, man? I love you and I miss you. It's been too goddamn long. .com. Or is it jeremiahu.com? Because you should absolutely check that out, but I'm pretty sure we're talking about is it GNA in your DNA podcast 1497? I don't even know, but it could be GNAPodcast.com. <laughs> but seriously, Wolfman, where the fuck are you, man? I miss you. Come back. Yeah, man. We need you to come back. Start bullshitting. I think he's actually in the middle of moving because he's trying to get to Florida and he's been having some shit luck. So I do not judge him on that. No, dude, I'm just trying to show the love, man. I, I love you, Wolfman. Rock on. Well, have a great night. Thank you for joining me. Oh, man. You fucked up by having me, but, you know, here we are. (laughs) 